Welcome to Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, privately owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission has been to formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats, so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie has also created clean protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. Often sharing my conversation with feline expert Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival, which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. The festival premieres every fall in New York City and then travels to theaters across America and Canada, with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations with the support of Dr. Elsie's. Dr. Michael Maria Delgado and I touched on this subject um, recently when we were having yet another of our cat-centric conversations. The whole issue of whether you can leave your cat home alone, and I think both of us are concerned and maybe even offended that people are told that cats are kind of like houseplants. They don't require a whole mm. lot of anything, just water them once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what, what are your thoughts about this home alone thing? I mean, of course you can leave them alone if you go to work. They don't mind sure. the way a dog might mind, but they have a lot of needs, emotional, physical, and even medical that you yeah. have to be around to know about, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think, um, you know, sometimes uh, people get the idea that, oh, you can just leave a giant pile of food and your cat is fine for three days or, um, you know, that, that it's okay to leave them as long as they have, I mean, basically people focus on the food, right? But they aren't really thinking about um, safety issues. They're not thinking about our cat's social needs. And, you know, certainly, yeah, it you got to hire a pet sitter. You've got to find a friend to stop by. Yep. But there are several reasons that we don't recommend leaving your cat alone for more than 24 hours. And ideally, you don't leave them home alone that long. And, and the big one is... Um, is safety. So, you know, if, if something happened to your cat, they got into something, they um, tipped over the water bowl and now they don't have any water. Um, they've, you know, got caught in something, etc. Mm -hmm. There are things that that you would want someone to find out sooner rather than later. Um, we also don't um, want to ignore that cats are creatures of, of habit and routine. So when their routine is disrupted, it can be quite stressful. So, you know, I think to go from you know, three squares a day and humans around at night to suddenly no one's around for three days um, can can have a huge impact on your cat. What about cleaning their litter box? What about, um, you know, making sure that their um, their water's fresh and not, like I mentioned, not knocked over? So, so yeah, I, I really think people kind of dismiss that it's a bad idea to just leave your cat alone for several days. I think the litter box is the biggest tip-off to whether mm -hmm. your cat, whether you could come home and have a cat so sick that they could even be dead. Cats get sure. urinary blockages, and they even get yep. bowel blockages. <clears throat> and one of the things you want to do when you're cleaning a litter box isn't just make it appealing and pleasant for a cat to use it, but make sure they're able to use it. Cats can yep. suddenly get urinary blockages. And it could be crystals, it could be something else. 
and now they can't pee. So one of the things you should be actually looking for in your litter box when you scoop it, if you want to be a fanatic, like some of us think it's good to be, morning and night, the way you brush your teeth morning and night, if there aren't any clumpy areas where they've peed, <laughs> sure. that's an emergency. Cats yeah. do pee like people, yeah. but they get blocked. And the same thing with having a bowel movement. Yeah. It, they can get yeah. blockage, right? Yeah, they can get constipated, they can get blockage. And certainly if they're not using the litter box and they're still going to the bathroom, they're going to the bathroom somewhere else. So that's also, you know, kind of a warning sign that something's wrong. Yes. Um, maybe um, maybe it's not a medical problem, maybe it's a, a behavior problem, but more likely a problem with the litter box. Um, so, you know, it, it is, and like you mentioned, twice a day is the ideal scooping um, schedule. And when you fall short of that, you are going to increase your cat's stress. We know that um, from research that cats prefer a freshly scooped litter box with few obstacles in it. And so, you know, to think that you can just go away for three days and not essentially flush your cat's toilet for that entire time is pretty stressful for your cat. It's disgusting. And it is likely to cause um, some accidents while you're gone. I think a lot of people um, have experienced that their cat has eliminated, eliminated outside of the litter box when they've gone away. And frequently it's because the person caring for the cat isn't sticking to the cat's regular scooping schedule or the person is leaving the cat home alone for an extended period of time. And of course the litter box is not getting cleaned and the cat is stressed, which is a perfect storm yes. for inviting a litter box issue. Well, one of the things that we have to also know that people think is, okay, I'll go away for a long weekend. I'll put more litter in the litter box. So I'll just make yeah. it even deeper, which is not <laughs> appealing to cats. They don't, yeah. everybody, anyone tried to walk on the sand, you know, when it's yeah. the really thick loose, it's really hard to walk around in it. What if you had to also get your balance and go to the bathroom in it. They're used to there being maximum maybe like two inches at the bottom of the box. So people think, I'll just put lots of litter in there. That'll do the trick. Well, the cats aren't tricked. They're like disgusted and freaked out and like, this feels wrong. It's like stepping into quicksand, literally sure. quicksand. They yeah. kind of fall, you know, dissolve into it. The other thing, Michael, is that, that if you aren't looking for this or noticing it in your cat's urine, is cats can get blood in their urine. They can also get mm -hmm. blood in their feces. It's something that you need to then call your vet about and say, should I come in? Do you think that that's something that needs to be looked at? Because you shouldn't have blood in the litter box, but cats do get it because they may have blockage or pre-blockage or crystals, irritations, even infections, mm -hmm. urinary tract infections, which are very common in cats. So all those things, yeah. plus... They're lonely. They're not a houseplant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Before we talk about the social stuff, just to, um, you know, on the litter box tip as well is like, I think, you know, seeing the litter box cleaning as a diagnostic tool and a key to your cat's health instead of just a chore you have to yes. do. And, yes. you know, for me, I'm always like, are there changes in my cat's elimination habits? Are the clumps bigger than usual? Are they smaller than usual? Mm -hmm. um, has the consistency of their... Um, feces changed. Yep. So these are all things that, that you should be just keeping awareness about as you're scooping. It's not, like I said, just like, I got to get this done, but it's a key to your cat's health. And so that's really a critical reason for a pet, a pet sitter to continue that care. You know, and when we, you know, when we talk about social needs, some cats are not going to be social with pet sitters. And, and right, I get that's that. True. And so, mm -hmm. you know, 
even though some cats really need that social attention, um, other cats really only want to interact with the people they're familiar with. But um, you still need, so even if your cat, you think, well, my cat doesn't need people. So he's got his food. He's got a, you know, like you said, a litter box or two litter boxes full of sand. Like he should be fine for the weekend. Um, it's still really missing out on, again, monitoring for emergencies and that critical diagnostic information that you want to be able to monitor your cat's health. You want your cat sitter to monitor your cat's health and you want your cat to have the uh, most consistency as possible. And that means um, keeping the litter box clean. Hopefully, hopefully you clean your box once or twice a day already. So we want to maintain that schedule at the very least. And if you're not scooping once or twice a day, I hope you'll consider it. Thank you. Yes. Consider <laughs> it or get on our, get on our naughty list. I of course want you to be feeding wet food. If you're feeding yeah. wet food, you need someone to come in and open the can or the pouch sure. and put it sure. on the saucer. By the way, not on a high-sided dish because it's really unpleasant for whiskers, on something flatter. And if the cat, let's say, didn't finish it, is the cat feeling all right? Or is the cat just stressed that, the, that their humans are away? Not finishing it when the cat usually eats well is not a sign of great comfort or health either. So all of that, even if you had a pet sitter who sent you a text and said, Mimi only ate half of her food, you just say, put saran wrap on it and put it in the fridge for the next meal. It's not the end of the world. You Maybe it was, you know, technically a day when she only caught two mice, not three. But <laughs> it's something you have to notice. And it does require it being put out freshly. And then the saucer being cleaned, washed and cleaned and dried. Because sure. the idea that cats will eat off of some crusty dish that has some, <laughs> you know, 18-hour-old cat food, wet cat food in it, ain't, the, ain't nice. That's, that's not appealing. You know, that's no, just... and we know that um, pet food dishes are among the most bacteria-laden surfaces in kitchens. Oh. And um, that's really not a great situation for our pets, right? And it's not great for us either because we're handling those dishes. So you're right. We want that food to be fresh. We want it to be... Uh, served on a clean dish that is washed at least once a day. Um, and we want, um, yeah, we, we don't want to expose our families or our pets to um, to anything that could upset their stomachs or cause hazards in the home. So I agree with you. Again, trying to maintain your cat's routine. Um, this is another situation where webcams can be your friend. But right. like we talked about, when we talked about tech, it's pet tech, not pet neglect. Yes, so the yes. camera is not a substitute for a pet sitter coming in and physically cleaning the water dish, cleaning the food dishes, cleaning the litter boxes. Um, it's just so that you can monitor your cat right. and make sure that they're behaving normally, um, maybe when the, the pet sitter isn't there. So again, if your cat is not super social with other people, they may not, they may be hiding under the bed or in their favorite hiding spot when the pet sitter comes over, but you want to make sure they come out and eat and look out the window and do all the kitty things that they would normally do. Um, maybe when you're home and make sure, make sure they're coping okay. That's really well said, which is a segue into next week's segment, which is automatic litter boxes. That mm. does not get you off the hook, folks. In <laughs> yeah. fact, yeah. I'm pretty sure we don't want you to have one at all. So stay <laughs> yeah, we'll tuned for there. next week, but don't think <laughs> yeah. that an automatic litter box, like, no problem, I've got this covered. Well, also yeah. a covered litter box, not so good either. Next yeah. week, Automatic litter boxes are you're going to get the the uh, the 411 on that, and that's not going to get you off the hook for making yeah. sure your cat has all the things we've talked about when you're away. So they're not yeah. a goldfish, they're not a plant, they're a very feeling, 
very delicate, sensitive creature, and you just can't walk away. It it just yeah. isn't right, right? Well, and and when you have a cat sitter, I think um, you know you can you can help facilitate a good experience for the cat and the cat sitter. For example, by leaving, well, meeting the cat sitter beforehand. Yes, right? definitely. Sure they um, know each of your cats, what they look like, um, especially if your cats need medication. Um, they need to know who gets what right. and when, and what each cat looks like, what each cat's personality is like, who's likely to come out and say hi, who's likely to be hiding under the bed. And, um, and let them know some ways that they can interact. So, you know, whenever we're dealing with, um, I mean, if your cat is friendly and social, the pet sitter is not going to need a lot of help, right? Your cat's going to be Correct. like, please love me. And yes. um, I think we, you know, a lot of us have had cats like that. But, you know, a lot of us have also had cats that the cat sitter doesn't get to interact with very much. And so in, in that case, it is important that the cat sitter understands cats and also um, understands the benefits of kind of you know, sitting back, maybe talking gently to your cat, um, maybe trying to lure them out of hiding with a toy, but from a distance, uh, maybe they can use treats, but it might be just that they're going to be a quiet, calm presence in the house. Like I know, like my last cat sitter, um, I would just say, you know what, if the cats don't want to interact with you, please just sit on the couch and watch TV or check your email. Yes. And, you know, play just on be your phone. human. Just be a presence. Yeah. 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 That's a really good and, point. And often that's enough to get the cats to kind of eventually come out like okay you seem safe you're not actively trying too hard to you know right interact with me but you're behaving like a, a human normally would in yeah. my home so I'm going to come check you out or I'm going to just walk by and inspect you from a distance so I think even that presence can be reassuring for a cat and help them feel like okay I'm not alone but you know so so when you know we say cats have social needs you have to recognize what your individual cat social needs are and they're not going to be equal among all cats and they're not going to be equal with all people. So, you're, you know, it can be tricky if you do kind of have one of those one person cats because they're not going to necessarily get their their social needs met while you're gone. Um, but you can at least help the cat sitter have the most successful visit possible, even if that visit is just them sitting on your couch. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's yeah. all it takes. Thank yeah. you so much, Michael. And um, for those of you getting ready to go on trips and and, you know, the world is opening up a little we can, I don't know if we've ever done a show on traveling with the cat. That's a whole other story, mm. but that's not necessarily a favor to most cats. So yeah. just plan ahead. Maybe you've got a friend. Maybe you can do a barter with a friend who yeah. has a dog or a cat, and you can say, I'll come over and feed or play with or walk or whatever it takes. And you come to, you don't have to spend money. It doesn't have to be a professional, it just has to be someone who really loves cats. And maybe, there's a barter you can do. I don't know. Make sure. them brownies. Anything it might be. It doesn't have to be <laughs> yeah. money necessarily. Sure. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and appreciation of cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, which created their own clean protein cat foods, inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey to better satisfy a cat's appetite with ingredients naturally intended for her body. 90% of the protein in clean protein is animal-based, not plant-based as in many cat foods, which can compromise cat's health. Clean protein is the first dry cat food I can personally recommend as a healthy choice, although I always hope that wet food will be your cat's primary diet. Thanks again for being here.